you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From the journalists of The Australian, here's What's on the Front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Tuesday, February 28. Taxpayers could end up forking out billions to big polluters as they slash their emissions, according to new modelling revealed in The Australian Today. The government's deep in negotiations with the Greens over the so-called safeguard mechanism. That's a proposed new rule. It'd force the country's big polluters to buy carbon credits if they don't get their emissions down fast enough. But there's a loophole in the scheme which would see taxpayers having to pay companies back if there are wild fluctuations in the price of carbon credits. Australians are falling out of love with milk, but it's turning into a booming export market. We each drink 93 litres of milk a year. That's down from nearly 107 litres a decade ago, partly because we're turning to plant-based milks like oat and almond, and they're reshaping our agriculture sector. The dairy industry isn't too downbeat, however. Cheese and yoghurt are still going gangbusters. Give us killer drones. That's the demand from the Royal Australian Air Force, which for the first time says it needs unmanned aircraft, as well as traditional planes, to fight modern wars. In just a moment, we'll find out why drones are the new weapon of choice. Maverick Mitchell. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. just want to manage expectations. Everyone knows uh, that air forces are the coolest part of any military. Um, And since we last met, of course, uh, Top Gun Maverick has graced cinemas uh, around the world. This important documentary bears out exactly this point. That was the voice of Deputy Prime Minister and Defence Minister Richard Miles. He was speaking at the official opening of the Avalon Air Show, which kicks off in Victoria this weekend. It's kind of like summer nats for planes, and it's an opportunity for the Air Force to show the public what it can do. The Air Show is a sort of festival of gun running and fast aeroplanes, and there's international air chiefs and industry representatives from across the world. That was the Australian's foreign affairs and defence correspondent, Ben Packham. The air show is happening just over one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. It's been a brutal conflict and it might have been over much sooner, if not for Ukraine's innovative use of drones. Welcome back. Ukrainian forces are slowly advancing on a key city in the east of that country after a daring drone attack on a Russian airbase killed three Russian soldiers. And as the fighting rages on in Ukraine and now a little bit in Russia too, 
Here's retired Royal Air Force Marshal Edward Stringer at yesterday's symposium. In this David and Goliath contest, Ukraine, knowing well the doctrines and mindset of Russia, has managed to anticipate, outmaneuver, adapt and construct a theory of winning that negated Russia's superiority in the physical component. In the air, Ukraine has essentially adopted a disruptive strategy in two ways. First, it's used traditional means in novel ways to craft a defence that has essentially prevented the Russian Air Force from operating over Ukrainian-occupied territory. The second branch of its air strategy is, uh, as the Chief of Air Force mentioned earlier on, is to seek to form a form of poor man's air superiority through imaginative use of drones. Drone units have been used systemically as a key part in the intelligence battle in the kill chain, effectively negating Russia's conventional advantage of offensive platforms. Drones have massive strategic potential, and of course they can be controlled from thousands of kilometres away from the battlefield without endangering Australian lives. But until now, our Defence Forces have treated them with some scepticism. Australia has been lagging about 20 years behind its closest ally, the United States, in acquiring armed drones. The US has been using them since Iraq and Afghanistan, since the early days of those conflicts. The Army and Navy have some unmanned reconnaissance drones, but to date we haven't got a, an armed unmanned platform. Ben, this is the first time the Air Force has asked for a significant investment in unmanned drones. Why has it taken so long? After two decades of RAAF reluctance to cede scarce investment funds to unmanned systems. So effectively, they've sort of had to be dragged to this because they're pilots and what do pilots like to do? Fly expensive aircraft. So, it, I mean, this is really a cultural shift. And the Air Force Chief, Robert Chipman, he's reluctantly going down this path because he says effectively that manned platforms will still be the most important air platforms Australia will need in any armed conflict. But given the experience in Ukraine, which is sort of unfolding before our eyes, unmanned systems, particularly kamikaze-style drones, have proven to be really important for that defending force and they've enabled a smaller force to really hold off the might of Russia, along with some other capabilities such as medium-range missiles and so forth. Tell me about the type of drones that there are, starting with those kamikaze drones you just mentioned. Yeah, kamikaze drones are a, a loitering munition, so effectively they fly wherever they're directed and then they move in for the kill and the drone is destroyed when it's used. The cultural shift here that Air Marshal Robert Chipman is calling for is probably twofold, I think. What he's getting at is that, number one, we need to invest some of the billions that the Air Force gets to unmanned platforms. They can't all be spent on high-cost manned platforms. The second shift is that historically drones like the US Reaper have been quite expensive platforms. And given that we're no longer fighting a poorly equipped enemy in Iraq and Afghanistan, those sort of drones are potentially not survivable. And so the idea is that you would use a lot of low-cost expendable drones that could be 
produced on large scale and we don't have to worry about whether they get destroyed because the effect that they're trying to achieve is one of mass. So there'll be 20 of these things or more even coming at your force and they can be really decisive in a modern conflict. Stay with us after the break. Why Australia's Defence Forces believe we have to be ready for war at any moment. If you're in Sydney on Wednesday night, come and join us at The Front Live with me and Hedley Thomas in conversation. You can find out more at The Australian Plus. That's theaustralianplus.com.au. We'll be back in a moment. A troubled young woman. Her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Today's symposium is also occurring at a moment in time where the global rules-based order is under as much pressure and stress as it has been really at any point since the end of the Second World War. We see that in Eastern Europe with the war in Ukraine, but we're seeing it here in the Indo-Pacific as well, where we are watching one of the biggest military build-ups that has occurred anywhere in the world since the end of the Second World War. The war in Ukraine tells us a lot about the current moment. It's sent commodity markets into chaos and changed the conversation about how we transition to cleaner energy. It's also a good indication of the state of modern warfare and the ways it's been transformed by drones. China has prioritised the development of some pretty deadly armed drone platforms as well as guided missiles. So in those two capabilities, it's really storming ahead. And they also happen to be two capabilities which Australia as a much smaller armed force really needs to deter and to deny an enemy access to territory which we want to hold. Our key platforms are the F-35 stealth fighter, which is a hugely expensive platform, you know, very capable platform. We also have the Super Hornets and we have some electronic warfare growlers. They're an electronic warfare version of the Super Hornet. So they're our dominant fighter aircraft. The RAF also has a whole lot of support aircraft, refuelers, transport, etc. The government will hand down its new Defence Strategic Review this year. The last comprehensive review was more than a decade ago. Back then, terrorism was the biggest threat to Australian national security. Now, the war in Ukraine and the rise of China has fundamentally changed the game for the Defence Force. 
under the Morrison government, there was a, a defence review which confirmed what we've known for some time in that we will not have a decade-long warning time before a major conflict and that our strategic warning time may well be quite short and we will have to fight a war with what we have at the time. We've heard a lot about our submarines and hugely expensive frigates. Delivery of those is not within the warning time that we're going to need. We're going to need stuff within the decade and potentially sooner. So the Defence Strategic Review is about reorienting our procurement program to ensure that we have the best available weapons within the next five to 10 years, potentially sooner, to fight any conflict that we've become involved in. A lot of that will mean that we will have to make do with what we have. And so there will be an acceleration of procurement of these types of cheaper capabilities, armed drones, missiles, not so cheap, but they're going to be really important. And we have very low supplies of missiles at the moment too. So we're going to have to increase our war fighting stocks, as Defence calls them, and get new highly capable missiles uh, in cooperation with the United States and our other partners. We should expect that there will be armed drones and plenty of expensive guided missiles in the Defence Strategic Review. Air Marshal Chipman is backing that after many years of inaction on this front. And I think it's great that our highly trained military aviators are getting with the program that we've really seen to be vitally important in the Ukraine conflict. Ben Packham is the Australian's foreign affairs and defence correspondent. There's a vitamin war going on between some of Australia's most famous influencers over who sells the best supplements. There are hundreds of millions of dollars at stake and it's spilled into the courts with lawsuits flying. You can check out that story, plus all the best news, business, sport and politics right now at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.